This is Unclaimed Bands, show 64. Hey music lovers, Amanda Mayhem and Sean Gallagher of Unclaimed Bands picking the brains of Rob from Southland Romeo. Hi Rob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, how are you? Awesome, awesome as always. So, let's... How did the band come together? Well, I moved to Nashville uh, about a year out of college and started playing as a fiddle player with a bunch of different acts. And then about two years into that, I went on tour with a Dave Matthews tribute band. And while I was out touring the country, had a good time, but I kind of got tired of playing, I guess, other people's music. So when I came back to Nashville, I decided to start my own project. I've, I've been playing, I kind of grew up on Southern rock and country because I'm from North Carolina, but always loved rock and roll too. So when I want to start my own project, it, it kind of grew from my beach roots in North Carolina, plus the country vibe, but not necessarily every song being about drinking beer in a truck in the back roads. kind of wanted to be a little bit, a little unique. So um, teamed up with a drummer who used to play with the band Fuel, Phil Tremblay. And oh, we nice. kind of put together a, oh yeah, put together a little uh, funk. He, he was actually from, uh, spent a lot of time in Philadelphia. So he moved to Nashville with, to play with a couple acts that he was touring with. We got together, put some stuff together, uh, kind of had a little funky southern rock vibe, country music, and that's when we came up with Southland Romeo. Uh, filled in the cracks with some Belmont kids, just some real talented jazz players who can play all styles and just really became a unit. We all started playing together. So I read the bio earlier, and is that what you were talking about when you mentioned you didn't want to play the same old set and you just wanted to create your own feel and sound? Absolutely. I mean, if, you, if you're in Nashville, if you're in most, most cities, they kind of have a, a very general sound that comes out of there. In Nashville, a lot of the music here, it's wonderful, and it, it is different within its own realm, but you play the honky-tonks enough that you start playing the same set every night, and you kind of want to branch out and try something different without going to, you know, without switching genres, but, but doing something your own. Got it. Got it. Sounds fair enough. Cool. Well, you know, Rob, you you mentioned, and obviously, I saw you at uh, at Dobbs playing. Uh, how did you how did you, you started? You describe yourself in the bio as a guitar player who plays violin. How did you start with violin? Was well, it lots of lessons in the living room with your grandmother. Or? Absolutely. Yeah. I, since I was two years old, I did the Suzuki thing. Being from North Carolina, wow. yeah, I, I always wanted to play fiddle, but grew up playing classical music. So when I got a little older, I started doing fiddle on the side, and then when I got to high school. Uh, I put together a band with a friend of mine, and I was learning guitar, but I was I got to the point it was kind of silly to start learning how to solo on a brand new instrument when I could already play violin, so I kind of just started playing rock guitar solos on violin in our song. And like I said, Dave Matthews is a big influence because he has a lot of fiddle being the lead in a rock band. So through that, I picked up guitar licks and just started playing as a lead instrument. And I play guitar also, but I write a lot of music guitar. But violin's a big center of focus on a lot of stuff we play. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you play, you play great. Um, you. you know, I I encourage people to see it. It's uh, it's something you don't. I, I haven't seen too much of down at uh, down at Dobbs or actually any of the local Philly spots. Uh, in you know, especially in a, in the context of rock. Right. Um, you know, I want to shift uh, shift things to your your new record. Your first EP was uh, Chronic Hero Syndrome. Right. Um, and your new one is Southern Daydream. Uh, what can you tell about tell us about this and you know the difference between when you guys did that one versus the new record? 
Well, the first VP, Crocura Syndrome, um, was more of just a demo kind of to get out and start showcasing ourselves to different people. And we got some interest in our songwriting capabilities, but it's, it's not a full professional album. Through uh, our connections by spreading that music, we got hooked up with uh, Mike Esser, who was a producer on Robert Randolph's album. I don't know if you ever listened to him, the great player. Uh-huh. And he got us into 16 Ton Studio, which is in Nashville, right on Music Row. And we got in there, and it was great because it was this gorgeous old building, which is wonderful sound, great drum sound. And he just kind of let us cut loose and make what we wanted as the album. So for Southern Daydream, it's a full, full, well-produced album. We got to get in there and try everything from steel drum to mandolin. We got all the toys in there to play with for percussion. And then just uh, the basic tracks, I put a lot of, like, I did a lot of orchestration on there with, like, 19 violin parts kind of building up. Wow. Behind me. Yeah, it's great to have a good producer behind you. So this is like a, a full picture of what we can do as a band. Now, now has the full album been released yet? It ha- well, it's just being released now. We're pushing for radio, and we're trying to release selling the album nationally, coinciding with when it's released for radio. But it is available on our shows. You come see us play. You can buy it. Or oh, if you sweet. contact us from our website, you can buy it from us. But we haven't actually put it out on iTunes or anything because we're going to try to push for that probably late August, early September. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice, sweet. So, I was listening to the song Dream Girl earlier. Great song. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting song. I, I usually spend, unfortunately, years kind of like writing a song. I'll write a, ly- a lyric here and there or something and put it together. But Dream Girl, I, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine who's a bass player, he decided to do an all-bass album, which is something unusual to hear. And he played me a track, and I was amazed that he could take just a simple one four five kind of shuffle and make something unique out of it. So I was inspired by that. And then I, uh, <laughs> I guess embarrassing, but I, had a, I wasn't dating one at the time. I had a dream about three, four nights in a row about the same girl. But she was always kind of different. You know, your dreams are not the same people. Uh, her hair color always changed in the dream. So I wrote the song, which is a basic form of like a one three five or one four five shuffle, but with a little honky tonk in it and a little bit of jazz piano thrown in there, nice violin solo, and the idea of uh, of looking for a girl out there, but not being necessarily having the specifics that you know of, but type of girl you want. I think that sounds better than a Craigslist ad. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Let's actually take a listen to Dream Girl. This is Dream Girl by Southland Romeo. Well, I should have gone to bed about an hour ago. Staring out the window, watching the wind blow. Thinking about a lady, a girl whose name I can't recall. Dream almost every night. Eyes like stars and a smile like moonlight. But when I wake, know that I'll be alone. Because I can't believe this girl of my dreams leaves me with such heartache.
load for 25 turns Seems the past, lessons been learned An empty wallet, an emptier bed's been my only reward I'll search high and low and near and far Every saloon, tavern and bar But you can catch more bar flies for money Than honey would ever do Dream Girl by Southland Romeo. So where can we find that track, Rob? Well, you can find it on our Facebook page, uh, Southland Romeo. Twitter has a link to it, SoundCloud. Like I said, not on iTunes or Spotify yet, but will be by the end of probably August, early September. Or our website, southlandromeo.com. It's available to listen to there, too. Awesome. Nice. Now, I know we're unclaimed bands, but you dropped one of my favorite names a billion times so i do have to bring up i love dave matthews okay i'm a huge dave matthews band fan so you kept saying it and i'm just like okay, understood i like it um yeah and you know you can definitely tell that your music's influenced by artists like that that fuse so much you know eclecticity of music and energy so my right. question yeah. is do you layer every song or do you just start jamming and then it all just fuses together? Like, tell us a little bit about the musicianship behind Southland Romeo. Well, the idea when I first started the project was to do a lot of layering because I had to rely on myself. But fortunately, I have just teamed up with an incredible group of musicians who astonish me every time we get together and play. Uh, now, even the song here in the album is pretty close to what we sound like live because the guys are just incredible. A piano player can play four parts on two different organs, or organ and a keyboard, and make just an orchestration come to life when we're playing. 
great player, Will Hutchins. Uh, we've got an amazing guitar player who the first time I met him plugged in and started playing Cliff the Dover, uh, <laughs> which is just one of my favorite guitar songs of all time. And I was like, you are perfect for us. Drummer, uh, just amazing amount of skills he can put Latin beats on top of just normal beats and playing. So a lot of it comes out just from jamming. When we recorded live, it, it, a lot of it happened. Now, for me personally, since I'm doing the singing, I can't play acoustic guitar and violin at the same time. But I, I usually, what I'll be doing is I'll play the, uh, the acoustic guitar I'm singing, throw it over my shoulder and pick up the violin and jam out for, uh, for a couple songs. Or I'll just, I'll let the, uh, the musician behind me carry the beat and I'll just do some soloing. Nice. So it's, uh, it's, it's a nice, it's a very energetic, we, we play off each other a lot, which is great. Awesome. Now, is that also the same with the lyrics, or are you the primary lyrics writer for your band? I, I would be the lyricist of the band. Uh, actually, my mom is a bit of a poet who's helped me out with a couple songs, but it's mostly from, I guess, the, the Rob side is where the lyrics are coming from. That's cool. That's cool. Can, can, you, can you tell us a little bit about um, some of your early influences as far as, uh, as bands go? Or Actually, you know what? You know what, you know what I really want to know? I want to know, what's the first record you ever bought? Ooh, <laughs> that's... Funny. First record I ever bought. Thriller when yep. he was five. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I have the answer I want to give you, and then the truthful answer. The first record I probably ever bought was influenced completely by a friend who just told me to buy it and never heard him before. It was The Real McCoy, which is not something else. Other the first record I bought knowingly was... Let me find <laughs> out. <laughs> the knowingly one was uh, probably Bare Naked Ladies, uh, the one with one week on it. I love Bare Naked Ladies. Very funny nice. band, very talented group of guys. And, band, <laughs> and they were cool. a band for a while just because of their name. They're like a college party band. I love that aspect. I, I had to sneak off and buy the CD by myself because my mom wouldn't let me buy it. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> of the name? Yeah. Well, when she heard That's it, she's like, well, this is great. I'm like, they're just funny. It, it's yeah, they're funny. Yeah. Joke. Yeah. That's that's that's. I funny. would not want to see any you know, of them naked. I mean, right. no disrespect, but you know, it's right up there with like Wasp, you know, with the uh, with the parent anniversary label and Bare Naked Ladies, yeah. just because of the title. Just because of the right. title. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, uh, why don't you know one of the things that I when I saw you uh, guys play at Dobbs, uh, you know, first off, your music blew me away. I loved all of it, but then out of nowhere, you whip out a Jim Co- Croce cover and. Oh, Growing up in Philly, uh, loving Jim Croce. Uh, my uncle uh, was a truck driver who used to drive, you know, up and down the East Coast, and he—he's the one who turned me on to it. And I'm curious, first off, how you got turned on to Jim Croce? You know, my parents have been a great influence with music. They never uh, got out of their way to explain what they're giving me to listen to. But growing up, it was all kind of—I uh, don't know how to describe it. Not. My mom listened to all the country, and my dad listened to rock, but it was always kind of uh, relaxed rock. And one of their favorite songs was Bad, Bad, Leroy Brown. So because nice. of it, they bought the... Song. Right, a great song. And they bought the Jim Croce uh, greatest hits for me. And it was right when uh, my sister also kind of introduced me into, I guess, more modern music. She's the first one to listen, gave me the Beatles to listen to and stuff. Nice. And we were on a road trip or something. And she had that CD, and she put it on, and I just fell in love with every track in that CD, even the love song. Which is, uh, Jim Croce is now one of my all-time favorite people. I think he's completely underrated anywhere except probably Philly River knows him. But uh, down uh, now, I play him all the time. People are like, that's a great song. Who's it by? I'm like, the best song ever. I don't know how you don't know that. <laughs> 
you know, it's it's funny you say that, but uh, even even though he's you know born and bred here in Philly, uh, you're the first um, first band, first musician I've ever heard play him. Really? Well, uh, yeah, seriously. So kind of that just that blew me sad. away. And and I also it, it is, but I also enjoyed um, your take on it as well too, which I thought was just totally original the way that you uh, you arranged it and put it together. So I mean, I, I love the track. It's like I'm going to take a trip to Nashville yeah. and go see this song. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a very different sound. I I I heard someone playing. I was walking in the airport in Nashville. I was coming back and I heard someone playing a song that's the same chord progression, but not the same lyrics because it's just a ton of songs like that in Nashville. And I started humming it to myself and I was like, that really could use a funky backbeat. And I brought it to Philip and started playing and he just started laying down this groovy track and it just kind of got born out of that concept. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, why don't we take another pause here and why don't we actually listen to uh, uh, Don't Mess With Jim, which you guys uh, recorded. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. This is uh, Don't Mess With Jim by Southland Romeo. Superman's cane Don't speak 
with yeah exactly that was don't mess with jim by southland romeo um where's the best place for people to keep in touch with your band and uh you know get all the get all the information because we got so many social media outlets today yep um well i'd say facebook or just the website southlandromeo.com are the established places we we exist online i've been told by everyone i know and our marketing manager has really gotten me into twitter of late, but that's within the past month. So we're building a Twitter pre- presence, and if oh, that's you find good. Us there, it's great. Nice. I'm more of a Facebook guy myself, but I'm, Me too. I'm totally. I'm, I'm having to conform just because of that's how you're going over are, to right? Twitter. I'll I'll go yeah. with you, and then we can just tweet back and forth and be like, yeah, let's go back to Facebook. I'll see you there. <laughs> I just don't have... know how to do because maybe I'm wordy, but I either want to say more or don't want to say enough. It's a Twitter, like, I don't want to say three words, but I also thought I want to say more than five. It's easier. So I... I mean... No, no, I find it to be harder. I agree with you. Okay, Rob? I, I You know, 140 characters? It's just not enough. Five, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Sean's not quite two sentences. I'm kidding. No, but I agree. <laughs> Facebook, to me, is just easier because it's just there. It's easy. And it's more... I mean, Facebook and came out right when I was you better in college. Get... I'm so used to it. We better get some shares from this. No, I'm kidding. Keep name dropping Facebook. <laughs> I'm on to you. Yes. Constitutes advertising. <laughs> right? So you talk about, oh, hold on. Just the Facebook? I don't want to cut you off. Facebook and the website? I'm sorry? Uh, before I ask what, the what's question, the, you, what's, the face, the, what's the Facebook address? And the website and the, address. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah. Oh, the website address is southlandromeo.com, or www.southlandromeo.com. And then Facebook, you just search Southland Romeo, two words, and we're on there. Nice. And you know what? Remember, it's a picture of some awesome musicians. I'm envisioning, like, I type in Southland Romeo, and there's, you know, some 12-year-old going through puberty. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking like uh, poison yeah, moonshine yeah, or like something. Yeah, with a cowboy hat, and yeah. he's like, all like sit up, just ready to be like with a flower, like I'll be your Romeo. So it's not, it's not those guys. It's not him. <laughs> no, no, it's, not. It, it's the musician. <laughs> so you keep talking about Nashville, which I think is awesome. Haven't been yet, but I've heard a lot of awesome things about it. And I want to know, what do you think keeps the spirit of music alive there? You know, it's. Uh, it's really amazing. When I first moved here, I had the idea of being like a sessions musician, just kind of playing the music. But when you get here, you learn it's really a singer-songwriter town. And it's easy to be overwhelmed by that because just everyone here and their mother is a musician or a singer or a songwriter. But what's also great about it is that it it kind of thrives off itself. Everyone's very creative. Everyone's always interested in, in hearing new music. I live right across from the Bluebird Cafe, like literally across the street from it which is like the famous songwriter place. And every Monday they have an open mic night and there's a line down the like two blocks worth of people just to get them to sign up and play one song. And nice. that, just, that kind of excitement, I think, just 
keep the spirit alive. You can get bogged down by the politics and whatnot of music, but yeah. that's never going to die here, I feel like. No bullshit, all music. I'm for it. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, you know, Rob, you, you've, you're basically talking to the entire world now when it goes out, okay? So what I want you to think about is you got 20 seconds to convince someone to listen to your band. What are you going to say to them? I'm going to say, even if you don't like country, you're going to like this music. It's it's different. It's exciting. It's musical. It's familiar, but not repetitive. It's just a great idea. It's country without the twang. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. No, I'm twang. kidding. I love my twangers. <laughs> love you guys. I do. It, it gets old being Nashville. That's my, my biggest thing. Is I love country music, but I'm tired of the same old. My bear and truck. I, I don't need so, it. <laughs> so you created. So he created his own, as said on the bio. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a, that's the way to do it. Well, what is uh, with with obviously your your CD out now, your record out now, and uh, going through that. But what's what's the next move? What's the next big thing for Southland Romeo? The big thing is coming up in the end of September. We should start uh, touring with some fairs and festivals and casinos. So we're going to start hitting a lot of the Midwest. The we're from the East Coast, but since we live in Nashville, it's a little easier to tour the Midwest. I went to Notre Dame for college, so I've got a lot of connections oh, wow. there through Indiana. So all throughout the middle of the country, we're going to try to hit casinos and fairs and festivals. And then occasionally, like every month or so, try to do a tour up like we did before for Philly and New York or out down to Florida. A lot of friends, uh, friends and fans in Florida. North Carolina. Carolina North, North Carolina. If I can get to the beach, well, that's, that's what I, I want to do. So. <laughs> That's good. I well, I can't wait to see you back up in Philly again, and uh, looking forward to great things from your band. And I'm sure Amanda can't wait for you to come down to North Carolina. Yeah, I that's have where to, she's at right wait, now. After this interview, just I need five minutes of your time. But continue. Absolutely. <laughs> cool. Oh, look, Amanda. There we go. All right. Well, actually, that ends our time for the interview. Uh, Rob, I want to thank you for taking the time to uh, sit down and you know talk with us over the phone here like this. Uh, I really enjoyed your band. I really enjoyed seeing you guys play up in Philly there. That was kind of a nice treat for me to actually uh, stumble upstairs and hear you guys uh, play. That's great. Uh, so I'm speaking from the heart here. Um, everybody, this has been uh, Sean and Amanda from Unclaimed Bands. Uh, make sure you tune in at unclaimedbands.com for uh, more great interviews and find out and discover more great bands uh, just like uh, Southland Romeo. Until next time, everybody, we'll see you. Statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.